0: Hey guys, it's me again, Will Gadara. Yep, still in the same room, and yep, still wearing the same shirt. But on the flip side, I got a haircut in my kitchen last night while drinking a glass of red wine. So I'm feeling pretty high and tight, and pretty damn good, because I have a lot of great stuff to share. So welcome back to Weekly Specials.
1: It's the weekly
0: specials, weekly specials, good news coming at you. And let's get into it. Okay, so Hamdi Ulukaya, the CEO and founder of Chobani, has always been a pretty philanthropic guy, but he and the company have really stepped it up during this pandemic. Not only have they already donated one million cups of yogurt to those in need, but they intend to keep on going. Starting next week, they're going to send out a 53-foot truck every single day to a new food bank location in something they're calling Chobani Pantry. More, they've turned their Chobani Cafe in New York City into a temporary food pantry. And to keep going with it, they're giving all of their online advertising, I mean their website, their social media, all of it, for free to Feeding America to help them raise essential funds. They've even put together a team simply to brainstorm how they can keep giving more. Now, I get what you might be thinking. They're a really big company. They should be generous right now. But let's be honest, not all big companies are stepping up right now. And I want to make sure that we celebrate the ones that are. So, Hamdi, to you and the team, we send our appreciation. Next, over to Big Sur in California at the Post Ranch Inn. I've never had the good fortune of staying there, but everyone I know that has describes it as one of the most special places on Earth. Now, many of the staff that works there, they actually live on the property. And in this quarantine time, they're all stuck there. With nothing open for miles and miles nearby, owner Mike Freed and GM Gary Obligacion have decided to focus their efforts on bringing back a bit of normal to the 60 plus people still living there. They've delivered Easter baskets door to door for the kids. They're doing laundry service every day and a lot more. But one of my favorites is about food. (laughs) Just last week, they made delivery Chinese food for everyone featuring some of my favorite dishes on earth We're talking fried rice, sesame chicken, dumplings, etc. even including homemade fortune cookies with the all important message inside, wash your hands. We always talk about how the people that work with us in hospitality are our family, but sometimes it can feel like a platitude. So it's pretty inspiring to see people really understand what that word means. Now, In a beautiful embodiment of the phrase, don't mess with Texas, we're going to Houston, where Chef Chris Shepard and his organization, Southern Smoke, are doing some extraordinary work supporting food and beverage workers. He actually started the organization in 2017, and since then they've been working to provide assistance for those in our industry nationwide that are impacted by emergencies and natural disasters. But what they've been doing since the start of this crisis is something else. To date, they've handed over a million dollars in grants to hospitality workers from all parts of the industry – fast casual, fine dining, and everything in between donations have come from other support organizations liquor companies even the houston texans chipped in it's just awesome chris you rock thank you brother and out in seattle our good friends mark and brian Canlis continue to do thoughtfully creative stuff as they adapt their fine dining restaurant to serve the needs of their city in the here and now they were one of the first restaurants to pivot very early in this crisis, closing their dining room and starting up a drive through bagel shed and burger joint. They were both wildly successful, but within a couple weeks, the world continued to change and it no longer felt right for so many people to be together in their parking lot. So they changed again, starting home delivery meals, CSA boxes, cocktail kits, and more. People are loving it. There's a sincere appreciation in the city for how they continue to serve, but the brothers refuse to stop innovating. Listen, in this digital age with Zoom and Hangouts and all those things, even in quarantine, we can stay connected to our friends and family, perhaps more now than we have in a long time. But there's something special about the energy of going to a restaurant, feeling like you're a part of a community and gathering with others that you don't know. It's hard to describe that feeling, but it's a special one, feeling like you're a part of something much bigger than yourself. So one night, they tried to create that feeling. (laughs) They put a bingo card in every single delivery that they sent out, and that night invited everyone to log on and join the virtual fun, with Mark and a couple members of the team dressed up in tuxedos and calling the numbers in the most ridiculous and hilarious way. For an hour, all those people quarantined in their homes throughout the city got to do something together as a community. And that's pretty awesome. And now, a story about a woman in the Bay Area with unimaginable strength and immense resilience in this week's Deep Dive. Deep Dive. Ready? Deep 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 Deep, deep, deep dive. Listen, one of the silver linings in this moment of crisis is how quickly our industry has come together to form community. Restaurants across the country, normally so vehement in their independence, have come together to form coalitions to fight for our collective survival. One example is the Independent Restaurant Coalition, known as the IRC, a group of thousands of chefs and restaurateurs that have been working tirelessly in an effort to try to influence legislation so that the current relief packages being passed are structured to actually help our country's restaurants reopen. But man, this was a tough week for our industry's fight for survival. The PPP got new funding, but no changes were made to its structure, leaving us to wonder if our constituents on the Hill truly understand how our business works and whether they're prepared to give us the real relief we need to make it through this. But here's a story from this week that actually gave me hope and reminded me that the restaurant community is incredibly strong and resilient and above all, worth fighting for. This is the story of Alicia Villanueva. For the last decade, Alicia has run a successful tamales business in the Bay Area. Her company, Alicia's Tamales Los Mayas, has been one of the area's great immigrant success stories. She started by selling door to door, but soon, with the help of the amazing nonprofit La Cocina, her company flourished. Her food has been seen in local markets, in schools, in tech cafeterias. Last fall, she even landed a contract at the Golden State Warriors' brand new Chase Center. Things were good. They were really good. But then COVID-19 hit and everything closed. The catering gigs dried up, the arena closed, business stopped. So what did Alicia do? She pushed even harder. She changed her business model, pivoting to delivery meals and tamale kits, selling to consumers throughout the area. She and her staff of 15 are still making thousands of tamales a week. She's been making personal deliveries herself throughout the city, trying to keep her business alive, all while not seeing her husband and three children nearly as much as she'd like. This is a situation that a lot of people are in right now. Feeling like they are working harder than ever before, but left with the sense that there is nothing to show for all that work. But sometimes, to not lose hope, all you need is one win. And for Alicia, after all that, the midnight tamale stuffing, the treks across town, she scored a major victory. She managed to make payroll, and to keep her entire staff employed, Like other small businesses, Alicia's tamales, simply being able to pay all of her employees was a big win. Think about that. Something that was so normal a few months ago is now considered a meaningful achievement. But here's the thing. For Alicia, business is not better than ever. She's not thriving. This is not sustainable. Like countless others, she is just getting by. This is not a happy story, but it is an inspirational story. Alicia is showing unimaginable strength and immense resilience, and that, friends, is worth recognizing and celebrating. So this week, Alicia gives us strength. Her hard work is a reminder that all this is worth fighting for, that our local food businesses make our city special. The struggle to survive should not be her responsibility. The system has failed her, But she reminds us that we will keep pushing for change, for government aid, to help build a better restaurant industry. So Alicia, thank you for what you do and thank you for inspiring me and so many others in America. You're making our community better. And now, for our weekly segment, Tidbits That Will Make You Smile, we're going to pass it over to our field correspondent, who also happens to be my wife. Christina Tozy, take it away. Tidbit, happy little tidbit, tidbit. Just a happy little tidbit, tidbit. That'll make you happy.
2: Thanks, Will. Okay, y'all, Butter and I have some really great tidbits that I think are really going to make you smile today. Okay, first off, how many of you live in the LA area? Have y'all heard of this there's an la car dealership that is taking cars that they have on hand and loaning them to the team at gorilla taco to expand their delivery range and volume order for emergency taco kits butter they even come with a roll of toilet paper i mean you just never know when you're gonna run out or when you need a taco butter do you want to do the next one no okay i'll do it y'all have you heard of this place roadhouse route 47 in illinois well they like every other restaurant had to close down their dining room, but they're still open for delivery. And one of the guys that used to be hired on a nightly basis to play live music, a guitarist, Eli Hernandez, Misses playing live for the guests at Roadhouse Route 47 so much that he has decided to go on the road with the delivery person so that every single person that orders from the restaurant gets like a little snippet of Eli's guitar solo when the delivery driver gets out to deliver the food. It's become so insane that neighborhoods actually place bulk orders so that they can get a full on concert from Eli. I mean, I love that. And by the way, Eli's commute to the restaurant is over an hour long. That is true hospitality and true dinner and a concert. Okay, so this next one, I think is a really clever way that bars have developed to raise money for their teams and also a pretty epic move for those of you at home. So virtualcheers.org, You can go on and purchase a background to become your new Zoom background. And in doing so, you raise money to support the team at that given bar. So think of showing up at your next happy hour or friend Zoom get together with two Negronis at Dante's or showing up at your team's 10 a.m. reporting live from death and company that is a pretty hilarious way to get the job done I don't know about you but I'm still smiling irregardless of how hard the week was um if you have any tasty tidbits hit us up share them with the team on instagram at welcome conference and now over to our field correspondent ben leventhal for another week in jose
0: Because
1: it's Week in Jose. This Week in Jose is a little bit different this week. I was uh, looking through the various Jose headlines this week, and they were all kind of the same and all kind of boring. Jose Andres feeds 25 million people here. Jose Andres feeds 25 million people there. Jose Andres cures cancer. Jose Andres solves uh, world peace. It's a little bit of a snoozer week for Jose Andres, although in seriousness, World Central Kitchen did cross three million total meals, uh, which is incredible. But I wanted to do something a little bit different this week. First
3: of all, um, you know what, let's just roll this. My mother, she used to drink the asparagus water, and I will drink it too, and will be a big fight. At the end, we will all fight for the asparagus water. Good. I'm very confused. So you put asparagus with water. You put a little bit of the vodka. Just like that. Then you put a touch of vinegar. Why? Because you are eating asparagus. And then you shake it. Oh, yeah. oh, what is this,
1: right?
3: Okay, forget it, forget it. Okay, and now this has frozen. That's okay, look at the beauty, because that's the emulsion. Oh my God. These are perfect. This is like a martini of asparagus. A touch of oil, because we can. And then, because I picked these amazing, oh my God, look at me, I'm getting fancy.
1: A touch of vinegar, why? Because it's asparagus. Who makes an asparagus martini and who makes it look so good? That's also not the point of This Week in Jose. If you're like me, um, one of the things that you're doing right now is, and you have children, one of the things that you're doing is you're having to come up with tons and tons of meals for your children, and you're having to 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 navigate through the pantry. Check out this little morsel in this video he posted this week. You know that thing about, um, you know that thing about bread. When you buy a loaf of bread, the end pieces the kids
3: don't like the end pieces. Let's roll. He solved the problem. Um, ah, by the way, the bread. Yeah, that's the same thing. You see. The the two parts, in the beginning and the end, nobody wants them. You know one thing? Today I'm taking this one that looks so good, and we're putting the one that doesn't look so good, period. Yeah, and you too. Why? Because we have to give an opportunity to these ones too. Come on.
2: Male. Yes?
0: Yeah, let's go.
3: We go? Yep. Okay, we change this one for this one. People of
1: America, you put the end pieces face out. You put them face out. And the the kids will never know the difference. (laughs) We'll see you next week. This week in Jose. Unbelievable. I'm done. I got nothing else.
0: Thank you, Ben. And thank you, Jose. My gosh. (laughs) It's incredible. That's about all we have. But I'll leave you with this one thought. Or perhaps challenge listen there is so much anxiety driven by uncertainty but we have an opportunity right now this is hopefully a once in a life opportunity where we are forced to slow down we have more time right now than well more time than i've ever had before and if we can compartmentalize that fear and that anxiety such that we can take advantage of this time To think as individuals. To decide who we want to be when we come out of this, professionally and personally. To take time to genuinely connect with the people that we love. That would perhaps be the greatest silver lining of all. Thanks for giving me my weekly reason to shave. And I look forward to seeing you next week, here at Weekly Specials. The show is produced by the team at the Welcome Conference and our production partners at Rezi. And thank you to our longtime partners at American Express and San Pellegrino for their unwavering support. During a time when we're not able to come together in person, their support allows us to connect with you here. Want to stay in touch or learn more? Visit us at welcomeconference.org or on Instagram at Welcome Conference.
1: It's the weekly
0: special i mm-hmm. mm-hmm. mm-hmm.